you know what? In this season with me and Lisa, we, like probably the key word, and I kind of touched on just before, has been we, we've just been praying about what God is calling us to do and where we're going and all of that. And the key word actually that um, God's spoken to us is the word restoration. And um, I believe that God's actually doing two main works of restoration in the world right now. That the first one, he's actually restoring his name in the earth. And you know, it's funny, sometimes as Christians, we kind of, um, especially Western Christians, we can kind of err and make the mistake of thinking that, hey, God uh, sent Jesus' son to come for me and just to save me. But actually what God is doing in the world is bigger than that. God's restoring his kingdom. God's restoring his name and all the earth. And you know what? We get to be a part of that. And that's the first thing. Hey, as a Christian, as a believer, as someone who has come to faith in Jesus, come into church, your number one job is to restore the name of Jesus in this world. That means living a life worthy of Him and worthy of His call. That means being a light that other people can look to and go, hey, yeah, there's something different about you. We're here to restore the name of Jesus in this world. The second thing, he, rest, he does restore our lives. I get to be a part of God's great work of restoration. And you know what? God restores me. He restores us. And you know, I, I, I am a picture of that. I know most of us are as well. All of us. All of us need Jesus. All of us need that work of restoration and God working in our lives. He set us free. He saved us. He came for us. He loved us so much. He was like, you know what? I want you as my child. I want a relationship with you. He sent his son Jesus to die. But you know what I also know is that work of restoration in us is a journey. See, we accept Jesus as our Savior, and we accept us, Him into our life. And we start that, that journey with God, but it's not salvation. That salvation moment isn't necessarily the goal. The goal is Jesus on the throne, and that journey of becoming more like Him. 2 Corinthians 3.18 says this. It says, hey, we're becoming more like Christ. Christ-likeness in us, and that's a journey. He's transforming us into His image. How does He do that? By His Word. As we read the Bible every single day, we read this thing. He speaks to us. The, the Bible says that this thing, as we read this, it's like a mirror, and it shows us, hey, this is what God's plan for you is. This is what the image of Christ that He is building in us. This is the fruit of the Spirit that He wants to see in our world. As we connect with other Christians, as we do life as a church, that continues that journey of transformation. As we pray, as we serve together and lay down our lives to serve His kingdom, like I said, restoring His name in the earth, restoring His kingdom on this earth as we're serving together, as we give, as we fight. There's so many things. But there's this work of transformation that God is doing in me that is a lifetime journey. Salvation isn't a one and done, I say the prayer and that's it. Salvation is the, the doorway that I step into with life like Christ, and it's a journey of becoming more like Christ every single day. I should not be the same today as I was 10 years ago. I should be more like Christ. Amen? 
you got to help me out this morning. I know we're all wearing masks, but I need you to, if you amen, amen doubly loudly this morning and help me out here. But there's this tension, you see, and Christian life is all about this tension. See, on one hand, we're on this journey of transformation, but I am all too aware that I haven't arrived yet. I am all too aware that I'm not perfect. I haven't arrived at the destination yet, and there's some amens out in the front row. It's okay. They probably know me better than most, so they're amening extra loud. Although Lisa didn't say anything. She thinks I'm a saint. But we're on this journey of transformation. And you know what? I'm all too aware I haven't arrived. I'm all too aware I am not who I want to be all of the time. I'm all too aware that I'm not where I want to be or at the place I want to be because it's a journey. I'm all too aware of that. I stuff up. I make mistakes. I miss the mark sometimes. But it's that journey. But also, on the other hand, while I'm on this journey and I might not be there yet, I might not be the person I want to be yet, also, I'm not the person that I was pre-Christ or even when I got saved or even five years ago, one year ago. I'm not who I was either. And we see this tension. And this is the great, one of the great tens- t- uh, tensions shot, sorry, of living as a Christian. Yes, we're on this journey of a Christ in me. His Spirit is working in me, transforming me. But I'm not where I want to be. I'm not who I want to be all the time. On the same token, I'm not who I was either because God is transforming me. How cool is that? But here's the thing, right? We focus too much on the first thing. I focus too much on not being the person I want to be. And if that's all I focus on, I end up with a sense of guilt because I do stuff up. I do say the wrong thing, think the wrong thing, act the wrong way. I have not arrived yet. And if I only focus on that, I can end up carrying this sense of guilt in me. But also, too, if I focus on the second one, if I only focus on who I was when Christ took a hold of my life and saved me, if I only focus on that and how bad I am, I I get the sense that, geez, I'm just a bad person. I I fail to see who God wants to build in me and make me into. If I'm only focused on this, I'm not looking forward, I'm only looking back. So there's a healthy way of looking at this tension and living in this uh, this constant tension of Christianity because it is a constant tension. Do I look forward or do I look back or what do I do? No, I, I live with the tension. I live with the tension. I see Jesus. I see the goal. I look in the the Bible again, like I said, as that mirror of light. Hey, this is who God has called me to be, and I see that, and that is the goal. But I'm also thankful, too, because I know I'm not who I was. I know God has transformed me. I know God has breathed the Spirit in me, and He is bringing forth fruit, love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, self-control. These things that I hang out with God, it's just growing in my world. So I'm thankful for that change. I'm thankful for what God's already done. But I, you know what? It, Pastor Dan said it's Shredder Sunday this morning. I want to help you live within that tension a little bit. 
we often hear Pastor John say this line, and this is cool line, if we don't deal with our past, it will sabotage our future. Right? So if we're not living with this tension, and it is a constant tension, on the one hand, yes, I'm growing, but I am making mistakes. On the one hand, yes, God is working in me, but I am missing the mark. If I don't deal with those things that I have done or has happened to me constantly, and I'm always on this journey of dealing with those things, it's going to sabotage my future. If I'm living here and I don't deal with my past, maybe stuff that I did before I met Christ, maybe things that happened to me when I was younger, if I live here and I'm always living in the past, it's going to sabotage my future. So we need to deal with the past. We need to deal with the things that we do that have happened to us. And I want to help you by looking at this guy from the Bible called Paul. You may have heard of Paul. I went to St. Paul's. That was the school I went to, St. Paul's in Brisbane. And he was an apostle and he was a saint. And he wrote, along with some other guys that helped him out, most of the New Testament. But I want to help us live in that tension by some of the stuff that Paul said. See, you've got to remember about Paul, right? He grew up as a Jewish Pharisee. But right before he came to faith in Christ, he was going around rounding up Christians, putting them in jail. He was there when they stoned to death this young Christian called Stephen. He held everyone's, clo everyone's cloaks. So as the guys were picking up stones, you know, like, I just had a thought of Monty Python, but anyway, that's all cool. They're picking up stones. They're giving him his cloak. He's holding all those cloaks and looking on approvingly as they killed this young believer called Stephen. That's who Paul was. And he's constantly reminded of that. And he even says in one of his letters, he writes to this young guy called Timothy, he goes, hey, Christ came to save sinners, but you know what? I am worse than all of you. I'm the worst sinner. I'm worse than all of you. Right? That doesn't mean he actually was, but in his heart, he, he honestly believed that. Also, too, we read in Romans, we read him with the struggle. It's like Romans 7, and he talks about, hey, I don't understand the things that I do. I, he calls himself, I'm a wretched man. The stuff I want to do, I don't do, but the stuff I don't want to do, I do do, and I don't know why I do it, and I don't understand it, Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus, that saved me because I'm caught up in this tension and this struggle. But he says this amazing thing about how he deals with this tension. And I want to read a verse to us, Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 to 14. And this is his secret. This is Paul's secret source about living with that tension. And I'm going to read it for you, brothers and sisters. That's us. I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. What's that? That's salvation. That's the end goal. He, doesn't he knows, hey, I haven't arrived yet. But one thing I do, I forget what is behind. I forget what is behind. Repeat after me. Let's say this together. I forget what is behind. I can't hear you because you've all got face marks on. Please say it extra loud. I forget what is behind. I forget what is behind. I strain towards what is ahead. 
Next verse, I press on towards the goal to win the prize for which God has called me heavenward in Christ Jesus. So you know Paul's secret sauce for living with attention. I forget what is behind. I forget what is behind. That's what we're going to do today on Shredder Sunday. We're going to forget what is behind. I'm not going to dwell on the things that went wrong this year. I'm not going to dwell on the things that maybe I've done wrong in the past. I'm not going to dwell on whatever, who I was, like on on the badness that I was. I'm not going to dwell on the past. I'm going to forget the past, and I'm going to focus on Christ. That's what we're going to do tomorrow. It's Shredder Sunday. I love Shredder Sunday. We're going to forget some things this morning. We are literally going to shred some things this morning. And if we could, hey, why don't we open our hearts? Because I know, right, in my life, there's stuff that I did in the past. But also there's stuff that went down this last year, this last month, this last week that I need to forget. That I need to forget what's behind. And we're going to do that this morning. And I want to help you with some things that we need to shred. Because there are things that we need to shred, right? All of us. First of all, disappointment. Disappointment. We need to shred disappointment. See, um, part part of my journey, I, I realized a couple of years ago that I needed to shred disappointment. I realized that there was just this thing in my world, it was like this glass ceiling that I didn't understand what it was, that was just holding me back, and I'd always bump my head on this glass ceiling. And I sat down, and I, and I spoke to this guy, Mike Connell. We, if you know Mike Connell, you know he is incredible. He's been here, spoken at our church. He is awesome. I, I just had this appointment with him, and I just went to him and said, hey, look, Mike, I, I feel like there's this glass ceiling over my life. And I keep banging my head, I don't know what it is. And we talked it through, and he asked me some questions, and we just talked about stuff, and he, he just came as he said, you know what, Jeremy? You're just carrying disappointment. You are carrying disappointment, and you need to shred disappointment in order for you to move forward, because you are living in the past. You are living in your previous mistakes. You are living in the disappointment of, hey, life hasn't turned out how I thought it would. I didn't do certain things the way I think I should have. And so I went on this journey shredding disappointment. For me, that meant that I I actually got this passage of Scripture from the Bible where Jesus appears to two disciples on the road to Aramaeus. And I literally fasted and prayed and and just, I, I dove into that word and got a revelation of how to overcome disappointment in my life. But I needed to shred disappointment. That might be one thing that you need to shred this morning. I know this. Life often doesn't turn out how we think it should. We don't often respond how we think we should. Sometimes we're disappointed in God. Sometimes we're disappointed in ourselves. Sometimes we're disappointed in life. But you know what? We need to shred disappointment. Don't let that be a glass ceiling over your life. Another thing we might need to shred is unmet expectations. Jeez, there's, I, I, 
is praying into this. There's a lot of unmet expectations in this room from the last couple of years. For us, like, everyone keeps asking us, hey, when are you moving to New Zealand? Um, Well, it was supposed to be the beginning of February. Now it's the end of February. But before that, it was supposed to be around about now, but then now it's now, and dates get, get, keep getting pushed back. We haven't been able to travel there as much as what we would like to. Unmet expectations. Proverbs says this. Proverbs chapter 13 says, hope deferred makes the heart sick. Unmet expectation makes the heart sick. When you had stuff that you were expecting, when you had stuff that you were like, hey, I've done the planning, I've done all the, the stuff, <clears throat> I'm expecting this to happen, that doesn't happen, that can make your heart sick. But the Bible goes on and says, but a longing fulfilled is a tree of life. So we've got to see, hey, there's been a lot of unmet expectations the last couple of years. I know a lot of people that were going to go on lifetime trips. I know a lot of people that their businesses have been affected because of different government regulations. I know a lot of people that have just had unmet expectations. I, I, I want to say this morning, let's shred unmet expectations. Maybe your unmet expectations are on other people to, to do a certain thing or act a certain way. We need to shred unmet expectations because I don't want any of us walking around with unmet expectations sick in our heart. We need to shred that this morning. And praying into this, I I just felt God just speak to me. Hey, there are a lot of unmixed expectations in this room. Let's shred those together this morning, hey. Let's shred those together this morning. Things that we need to shred, disappointments, unmet expectations, maybe this, Past hurt. Past hurt. So it may not have been anything that you've done. Maybe someone else has hurt you or a situation has happened that has hurt you. And we have these past hurts that are holding us back from our future. I've got to say, you know what, and, and I understand it. Forgiveness is hard. Forgiveness and letting go of what other people have done to me is hard. It is super hard. But you know what? It is also super necessary. Do you know why? Because when I forgive, sorry, when I refuse to forgive, if somebody has done something to me and I refuse to forgive them, you know what I'm actually doing? I'm actually setting myself up as the judge of that person. When I refuse to forgive, I'm saying, you know what, God, I know you're the judge, but you know what, you can take a back seat right now because in this situation, I'm going to be the judge and I'm going to be the judge, jury over that person. And that kind of sets me up for a lose because you know what, me personally, I'm not perfect all the time either. There's only one who is perfect and that's Jesus. There's only one righteous judge and He's sitting on the throne in heaven, not standing here. Name's Jeremy. But it's hard. I get it. It's hard because we carry this pain. But when I forgive them, I'm not absolving them of responsibility. What I'm doing is when I forgive someone, I'm going, you know what, God? You're the judge. I'm not. I'm going to release that to you. I'm going to hand that over to you. And I'm going to say, you know what? I forgive them. 
And that's powerful. But when you carry around these past hurts, when you carry around unforgiveness, again, it's going to hold you back. We need to shred our past hurts. We need to give them to God. We need to forgive. We need to forgive. Unforgiveness hurts me way more than it hurts anyone else. I've had times in my life where people have actually come to me and said, oh, you know what, Jeremy, you did that thing and it's really affected me and I'm really hurt by it and I can hardly remember it. I don't even remember saying that thing. And they're getting bitter and carrying unforgiveness about something I don't even know I did. Don't carry unforgiveness. Don't carry these past hurts. Let's shred them this morning. Maybe they're from right back, and that is a journey that you need to start going on this morning. Maybe it's something that happened this year, and you're like, you know what? I need to forgive that and start the journey of moving on from that. I get it. It's hard, but we need to shred past hurts this morning. The final thing, let's shred past mistakes. Our past mistakes can haunt us. Our past mistakes can haunt us. Whether, like I said, it's something I did years ago or something I did this week. Paul says, I forget what is behind. Because you know what? Paul had the revelation that he's forgiven. Everything he's ever done, everything he ever will do, Christ has forgiven him. We all miss the mark. I put my hand up. I miss the mark. I miss the mark. And don't look at me and they're like, you, 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 you're a goody two-shoes and you never miss the mark because I've been a pastor for a while. I know what goes on. <laughs> we all miss the mark. We all fall short. All of us. We need to shred those past mistakes. There may be one thing that you've been doing that is haunting or have done that is haunting you. There may be one thing that you are doing that is haunting you. You're still doing it. This morning, let's shred those past mistakes together. Let's draw a line in the sand and say, hey, God, no more. I'm forgetting what is behind. I'm turning to you and focusing on you. I'm focusing on your call. I'm focusing on the work that you're doing in me, Lord God. I get it. I get it, Lord God, but I'm going to live in that tension. I'm going to shred these things. Maybe there's something else that God is speaking to you as I've been speaking. Maybe that's something else that the Holy Spirit's just whispering in. And and he's, hey, you need to shred this. I'm not going to lie. This has been a pretty tough year with some of the stuff going on in this world at the moment for me. I was literally saying to someone just the other day, hey, I'm glad that patience isn't a gift but it's a fruit. Because if patience was a gift, I missed out somewhere along the line. I don't know. But it's a fruit, so I can spend time with Jesus and I can grow patience. And I've had to grow a lot of patience this year. Hey, but let's shred these things. Let's forget. Let's forget. Let's forget what's behind. Let's forget those things. And let's focus on Jesus. Why don't we close our eyes right now?
Thank you, Lord God. I just want to give the Holy Spirit some space just to move in this place this morning. Holy Spirit, speak to every single heart. Lord God, speak to us about what we need to shred in our lives. This is going to be different for every single person. There might be something from the past. There might be something from next week. There might be something from this year. But Lord God, we're going to open our hearts and allow you to speak. Thank you, Lord God. Just tune into the Holy Spirit right now. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Speak to us, Lord God. What do we need to shred? Search our hearts, Lord God. I pray for every single person right now, Lord God. Lord, together we make the decision. We're going to forget what's behind. God, we're pressing into you. Jesus, you are our goal. Help us to live lives worthy of you, worthy of your call, pleasing you in every way. Speak to our hearts in this moment, Lord God. Thank you, Jesus. You'll find on the seat in front of you, there's a piece of paper. There's a pen. Take a moment right now. Grab that piece of paper. Like I said, there might be something in your past that's like that glass ceiling over your life. There might be something this past year that you just need to shred looking forward into 22. Grab that piece of paper. And as the Holy Spirit speaks to you, just write what the thing is that you're going to shred. Thank you, Lord God. In a moment, we're going to stand up, we're going to worship together, and we're going to come and shred that thing. And as you do that, I, I want you to focus on Christ. Do that with a, hey, I'm forgetting what's behind. I'm pushing on. I'm taking hold of that to which Christ has called me to. Thank you, Holy Spirit.